Team Team, Boafik, I hope you're ready to discuss Caribbean literature. I'm Mayla, a romance author from Guadeloupe. This is how I present myself today, but it took me about 20 years to give myself permission to write about my people falling in love and finding happiness. Why? Well, thank you for asking and I'm going to tell you why. I never got to read about Caribbean people being happily in love until 2019. And chances are, especially if you're listening to this podcast in 2021, you probably haven't either. That's why I decided to record my discussions with Caribbean authors who will give you an idea of their motivations and the issues they faced to get their romance stories published. My hope is for you to be inspired to write, to buy, because we're here to support, and to read romance stories set in the Caribbean with Caribbean people. On why. Tim Tim Boafik, welcome to episode 3 of Tim Tim Boafik, the podcast that will make you fall in love with Caribbean literature. I hope you guys are doing okay. We're in December. Can you believe it? 2021 has been such a wild ride. And yeah, in November, I didn't do the NaNoWriMo. Or maybe it's NaNoWriMo. I never know. But I did work on a novelette for my first release of 2022. So make sure you stay tuned for more info about that. And I wouldn't have gotten the energy to write if it weren't for the author we'll listen to today. After Grenada with Eugenia O'Neill and Trinidad and Tobago with Angie Peltier, we are going to Barbados to chat with Callie Browning. We recorded the episode in August and I established my posting schedule without knowing that this week would be such a milestone for Barbados. The island cut all ties with the UK and became a republic. And I'm sure this is something that will come up in her upcoming books because Kelly is that author who is so detailed about historical facts in her writing that she makes you wonder what is real and what's fictional. In this first part of our discussion, we talked about her approach to Caribbean literature growing up, why she doesn't call herself a romance writer, her writing process to writing novels or short stories, and what makes Caribbean romance unique. I hope you guys will enjoy this first bite of my discussion with author Kali Browning. Tim 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 Um, as a child in the Caribbean, there is some introduction to Caribbean books, um, like the Sunstar readers where you have these kids playing on the beach and one may have a mango and that type of thing. Um, that is a part of um, your introduction to reading, you know, like these things. But then I find as you get older, it's almost like the focus on having that Caribbean experience in literature seems to dwindle a little bit. So I felt like as I got older, that my interest in books, it, it, became, it became a situation where I felt like I noticed books weren't as representative as I would have liked them to be. You know what I mean? Like there, there was just a little bit missing for me. Um, I've always been a writer. Um, I find that when I write, I express myself 
so much better. I, I'm naturally much more flowery when I write. Um, my writing is always more evocative and compelling than my speech could ever be. Um, so I find I have always been, you know, I've always expressed myself in that way. So it was very much a natural progression for me to um, kind of just get it one day and decide, you know, I'm going to write a book. At first, it wasn't even meant to be a book. It was just things I was imagining and thinking about in my head. And somehow it just, I just kept going and going and going until I had an entire book. So that's how I um, started writing um, my first book from a couple of years ago, which I unpublished eventually because I felt like it wasn't truly representative of who I wanted to be as an author and then after that I wrote some short stories which won some awards and then I eventually got around to writing The Girl with the Hazel Eyes um, which was my first book and then I recently released another book a few months ago The Vanishing Girls which is a follow-up to The Girl with the Hazel Eyes so those are my two full books in my catalog. You well, I know the answer already. <laughs> you, you wouldn't call yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. a romance writer, right? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I think, but you know what? I, I find that romance does always feature prominently in my books. Um, I think because love is just so transformational, I feel like I, I use it as a way to shift my characters and to kind of spur them into action for a lot of things that they do. And it helps underpin a lot of their thoughts, their actions, their behaviors. So romance is heavily involved in my books, but I wouldn't call myself a romance writer. You're absolutely right about that. You wrote short stories. You even won awards. And Mm -hmm. uh, writing novels, is it the same process? Or for you, it's something completely different? I find for me, it is very, very different. I don't know if it's like that for other for other writers but for me I very much feel like I have to be in a completely different mindset um, because with short stories there is no there's no lead up you know you have these characters you have to establish very quickly who they are through their speech through probably like one action um, and, and you have to present these situation quickly you have to you know I mean it has to move along at such a very quick pace um, And I feel like sometimes I have to be in the mood for that kind of really sharp, quick writing. Um, but then there are other times where I'm in the mood to really get deep into them. I feel sometimes with short stories because my work is sort of character driven that I feel kind of like I rob myself a bit with short stories because I really enjoy getting into the character and twisting their world a little bit and seeing what they're going to do. I used to be all about writing long stories mm-hmm. and um, maybe it's also <laughs> the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write in English and in French at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, mm-hmm. maybe, I'm limited because of that. But right now I'm all about novelas and just mm. you get in, you read and you get out. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. How would you define Caribbean romance? Well, for me, I think... Caribbean romance, uh, well, you know, I say all the time, I, I don't really believe that they're, you know, Caribbean books per se. They're, they're just books. They should just be good books, right? Um, but I, I, 
at the same time though, Caribbean romance is written by Caribbean authors. They are, they have a different flavor to them because, uh, you know, definitely the Caribbean is a very unique space. Um, and part of the charm in these Caribbean romances lies in the food, the unique settings, and all of these things, they're unique because they have their roots in European, Asian, and African cultures and customs. So you're always going to find a very unique mix um, with that, plus to the year-round sunshine. You know, Caribbean romance is just, you know, as people say, they just hit different. French Caribbean uh-huh. romance is set uh-huh. in France or in UK. It's not set in the um, in the Caribbean so I would call them I would still put them in the Caribbean women's category because yeah. the lead character is French Caribbean from the Caribbean mm-hmm. yeah but they they and usually they were born in the Caribbean they were raised in the Caribbean but they just uh-huh. left uh, the region uh, around 18 or 19 uh-huh. and uh, they they settled down in France or in UK so So yeah, so to me, it's still Caribbean women, but since it's not in the Caribbean, I feel Mm -hmm. like the expression Caribbean women, it's really uh, wide. And I find it fascinating that French Caribbean have their own vision and English speaking Mm -hmm. Caribbean authors have their own vision. It's fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Because um, our experiences in the English-speaking Caribbean, I think, are more defined by, um, because most of the, the, the islands now have attained some level of independence. So there's less of a, you know, there, there's a divergence in, in culture once you break those chains, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the French Caribbean, they're still very much heavily tied to, um, you know, the, the European. Um, yes. To France. Yes. Yeah, to France. Yeah, so... Uh, I think that that is a, a huge part of it because, like I said, there's a bit more of a divergence once the, you know with most of the English-speaking Caribbean for that reason. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's really indicative of the true nature of the Caribbean. Like I said, all these different flavors. You know, it's a small region. We're not really... I mean, you have some cities that probably have more people than the whole Caribbean combined. But, you know... There's so much versatility. There's so much variety here. I just feel like that is what makes it so great. Like even like with your work, um, there's a different flavor to it, but it still has its own unique feel. You know what I mean? And I feel like you you can feel that throughout the Caribbean romance books. There is different, and I like that about it. Thank you for listening. Make sure to check out timtimboafik.com for more Caribbean books. You can email me at timtimboafik at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at TimTimWafik. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Core. And to help the podcast get more visibility, share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, and you can give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans d'autres soleils.